0: There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. My baby goes that night and stays till the morning.
1: Brendan, we're uh roll it out, man. I've actually, actually been recording for like a minute or so.
0: So oh, for we sure. can always what? Oh. the good
1: times are already rolling. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> we like to do that. I, I like to sneak in and start the recording sometimes just while people are chatting.
0: The man who doesn't edit the show loves to start the recordings whenever he feels like it. I know. Yeah.
2: Doesn't realize how <laughs> what a pain in the ass taking <laughs> up those first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not that hard of a pain in the ass if you do your actual show start <laughs> thing,
0: you mm-hmm.
3: know. Maybe you'd put flags in it.
0: <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right. All right guys, how's it going? Going good. <laughs> we are still down in Memphis, Tennessee, but we're at a so very unique and awesome place. Where are we, where are we at?
3: We're at High Cotton Brewing.
0: High Cotton Brewing.
3: This is a fantastic facility. This is
2: awesome. This building is amazing. It's huge. Yeah, but it uh, very cool setup. Very 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 cozy. It's but cozy, big, but it's a big giant warehouse. Yeah. Love it though. Yeah. And we have Ryan with us today. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. And uh, what exactly do you do at High Cotton? Uh, <laughs> I'd <laughs> A little say bit of everything.
4: Yeah, I'd say that my normal uh, introduction is owner, brewer, floor sweeper, yeah, oh. uh, yeah, general toilet <laughs> washer, whatever, you, you <laughs> whatever totally it takes. Yeah, to the building. exactly. Yeah. And we also have Kaylee with us. Hi, Hello. Kaylee. Howdy, How Kaylee. What do you do?
5: I am the taproom room manager. Okay.
2: Well, That's, she's it. Got several, That's it. That's uh, it. Several <laughs> yeah, other. She's like
1: nothing. <laughs> several well, other titles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sales
4: <laughs> delivery social media guru. <laughs> really? Can we yeah. hire you? Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'll tell
2: you guys right off the bat. You know, when I, we were coming down to Memphis, uh, one of the things we, you know, we got in the sun, and uh, you know, we only got a couple of days. So we got we can only do a couple of breweries because usually by the afternoon we're we're pretty tanked, and we're not going to keep you know can't do too many shows in three days. You know, so. Well, we said let's get a couple spots we know are good, and uh, (laughs) high cotton was just coming up in everybody's list that we have to go to. So I'm glad we could come in here and appreciate it.
0: Flattered to have you. I don't know. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. i beer. So do you guys – it sounds like you do a lot here. Do you guys do your own um,
4: distribution then? Because you said deliveries. Yeah, we um, – it's pretty unique. I I don't know that the state really knew that they created some sort of loopholes in the three-tiered system, which I'm sure you guys are very – familiar with Mm -hmm. traveling around but um, so we like to think of it as like some sort of incentive microbrewery kind of plan (laughs) you know I doubt that was the case when legislation happened to pass this but inevitably what what it allows us to do is self-distribute bypassing the distributor that the second tier of the three-tiered system if we manufacture under 5,000 barrels a year and only distribute within the county that we manufacture in Uh, but what that does allow us to do is Make a little bit higher margin to get the ball rolling because uh-huh. most people do know that the brewing industry is really, even on a craft level, it is about production and getting right. your numbers up to, yeah. to the margins where you can keep the doors open. So uh, we're pretty fortunate here in Tennessee to have that. Now, contrary to that, we have the second highest barrelage tax in the country. <laughs> uh, oh wow yeah i mean relative to you know mississippi i think it's 14 a barrel i think God. arkansas is like maybe seven uh tennessee is 35 60 but anyway Holy i didn't want to i don't want to get on wow. here and bitch about the tax no that's, but, you know, right. no that's what it's for but i mean uh but yeah it's crazy but it, thankfully the state allows us to exist in this world that is somewhat monopolistic but to a, a very low level i mean we're just kind of a we're just kind of a hair on the fly's ass of the pig <laughs> you know what i mean like we're 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 really not making a blurp in the huge in the big scheme of craft beer but we think we're making good beer and, and we're New happy young, to be here so i mean yeah. absolutely
3: and everything guys, we've had so far has been fantastic so
4: and you guys just recently were able to start
0: making high gravity beer right yes New that was a pretty effect. that was
4: pretty recent it was i certainly hate to steal the show but uh yeah tennessee the southern i think states i don't know much about any other states but we hear other breweries from around the region gripe about their you know, antiquated social, religious laws. (laughs) (laughs) Bible Belt Laws. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't want to be too insensitive to our uh, Southern Baptist brethren. But uh, anyhow, um, the state in Tennessee described beer as a beverage, um, not by its ingredients, but by its alcohol content. So anything above 5% uh, alcohol by weight, mm-hmm. which roughly equates to 6% by volume, right. uh, was considered wine and spirits. Right. right. Therefore, in a different tax bracket, uh, just this year, the state has redefined what beer can be, uh, again, not by ingredients, but by alcohol content, mm-hmm. and now they say it can be 8% by weight, which, depending on the style, now if you're making some crazy imperial stout that has a yeah. higher has a higher uh, final gravity mm-hmm. you can technically get away with a little bit higher alcohol content but uh if we're talking just layman's we, you know we can get up to approximately 10 percent by volume okay cool. okay
1: so that's kind of where it's the cap is there, all which so that's kind of where the cap is on everything indiana's about where's where's it in, because indy's we got don't, we don't have a cap yeah, oh, we there's we no cap yeah yeah. Now. yeah we get some 12 Thirteen,
2: and for me, most of those once you get that high or two's damn sweet anyway. And I, you, it's know, and, you know, it's not even sweet. It's you know, just too much. You well, get that sickly. You get the alcohol yeah. burn on them, and it's just you too much. Of it's not a good flavor. Yeah. I mean, I have not had any that. I thought, oh, that's a great fourteen percent. It's just usually not, you know. Yeah. It's usually too much. It's, I think one of the few, first one that
4: comes to my mind is Dogfish has one twenty.
1: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's harsh. I mean, it's, it's uh I like Dogfish Head, but that one just gets too much.
2: Yeah, I, they're sixty minutes much better. I oh, think.
4: that's yes. my favorite. Yeah. That was a game changer for me. But uh, wow. the uh, well, yeah, one twenty is. I'm glad they sell it by the singles. I mean, I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that's just that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of beer. That's a lot going on. Yeah. But, Man, Dragon's asked. milk's great. way up there. See, so, you know, I'm a big. Fan. I do say, like there's Dragon's a few milk. that are. Yes. So that some exceptions.
2: Dragon's milk is an exception. It's a great smooth beer and a, it's yeah, also great flavor. It's
1: also a dark. It's a st- you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. When you're, it's high content, yeah.
2: but it's it's still good. I mean, but there's there's few of those that at that high that I mm-hmm. think are that tasty and still delicious and smooth.
1: When did the laws change? Have you started? Have you had? Do you have anything that you finished up in the high gravity range yet, or we, no? We have. I uh, didn't know when. The, I forget. I, I know I saw it, and I forgot when the law. came. January one. Yeah.
4: January one. Things kind of the the door opened um so we've been small batch producing uh quote unquote i'm using the air quotes here sorry guys (laughs) uh, i I do it on the phone too when i'm on a phone yeah it's uh it's kind of weird but i I couldn't resist Uh, (laughs) so anyhow yeah quote unquote we're, we're making high gravity although the state just now defines what we're making as beer. So it's right. not technically high gravity anymore. Did you yeah. have a license before then? No, we didn't. So that's that's the thing. If you make something that's over um 8% by weight, you can then get a it's a technically a distiller's license, but they call mm-hmm. it a high yeah high alcohol beer license, mm-hmm. same thing, same process, same tax. Okay. Uh, inevitably, you're just registering as an additional manufacturer, and then you're registering these products so that they can be taxed at a different level. I mean, it all comes down to taxation. Yeah, Nobody really mm-hmm. gives a damn what, yeah. what's in there. The yeah. government just
3: <laughs> needs to make the money. They do. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we all get that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But well, let's get let's dig into one of these because I'm dying of thirst, guys. Yeah.
1: I forgot to recharge my, uh, my 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 big glass before uh, we started up.
2: I started with a lager, which was delicious, by the way. I like Which really one was like that? It. Oh I, I just had the lager before the
6: we got lager. out in the that's, pregame. That's Ryan's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ryan's I, I hate to even
4: talk about that beer. Like so, no, we, we call like, we like stories. We called it the edge of the craft. We were uh we were just we we were uh we were playing around with just some adjunct. Loggers, you know, mm-hmm. throwing some corn in, trying to make an American light lager for the heck of it. We get, Kaylee gets folks in here, and God bless them. We love anybody that comes in the door here, but uh, you know, we we pe- we get people that are like, so what's like Michelob Yeah, <laughs> Michelob <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. a Coors Light. We've got to have mm-hmm. the conversion beers. We yes, call it. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's funny though is that me and some of the other brewers and whoever else will sneak up there and it's like god it's hot today I'm, can, give me one of those lagers <laughs> 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 kind kidding, of embarrassed to a order it brewers are embarrassed to order it yeah exactly yeah so anyway we called it the edge of the craft because we were dabbling in <laughs> in those mainline main streamline mainline <laughs> yeah. beers and yeah <laughs>
1: Well, but that can win you, you know, if you just put enough a little tweak on it. Because we, uh, per, a lot of, the, every brewery I, we're at, I think, has, they always try yeah, to you make have to. one of those ones yeah. that converts people. Yeah. The starter mm-hmm. beers. Yeah. yeah.
2: Slash starter guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. 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 Well, again, <laughs> you know, we say it all the time. If those if those beers are good and fresh and crisp, and they usually, they have a pretty good line of beers. If, if that first one, that light beer is got a raw taste to it yeah. you just got to watch out for the rest of them yeah
0: <laughs> but you got to think everybody needs a boat beer too i need a beer that yeah, i can take out on the boat exactly and that. drink 20 of them that day cuz i'm going to be out on the yeah. lake all day right those are good for that and i'm not ashamed to say that you know no. if it's a good beer it's a good beer well brendan's so. got his hey. guilt
1: we got all got it we all still have an old fashioned guilty pleasure beer like mean, pbr oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. brendan's like eh, they got nothing on but they got a pbr yeah, pbr game mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. on well, yeah. You know,
5: I <laughs> won't lie. I, d- I drink Bush Light on the river because <laughs> you can take
1: care of it all day long, and so you're not drunk by t- by noon. I'm well. also
5: the girl who goes floating with a bottle of whiskey, though. Oh, dear
3: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so that's just nice. her chaser. She's not telling you the whole story. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> the whole story. There's Bush
5: Light and there's whiskey. <laughs> well,
4: not well, only that's does she story, yeah. not only does she take care of us around here, she can outdrink most of us. <laughs> <laughs> nice practice liver. Nice practice liver. <laughs> we are gonna dig into the ESB for I oh, have. Yeah. This actually
2: at uh, the trolley, and I thought was fantastic. It was
4: good. It's um so we tried to be stubborn when we first started this brewery. Uh, <laughs> we kind of wanted to tell people what anything? they should, yeah, what they they should drink. And um, ESB is one of those styles that you know most people are starting breweries with IPAs and mm-hmm. whatever other general style that is big in the craft. And ESB was something that we all kind of fell in love with just because it was. Um, it wasn't. It's not. It's a basic style. It's balanced. It's easy drinking, mm-hmm. but still you can appreciate the tradition of the the ESB and, and 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 still feel like you're being part of something that was handcrafted. So right. I mean, there's some there's some definitely some nuances to it, but it's it's uh I'm not gonna say it's a no frills beer, but it's uh it's definitely good palatable. It is, easy beer, drinking, yeah. but it's still six percent. So oh nice. It'll get the job done. Oh absolutely. It's um. We use a, a pretty traditional uh, English yeast strain, some Maris Otter in that thing with uh, with a few specialty malts to give it a little bit of sweetness. Challenger is the main hop, actually the mm-hmm. only hop. It's a uh, first ward edition and then uh, whirlpool editions. So no true bittering edition, no late editions. Uh, and then fermented around 68, and uh, we end up with a 6% ESB. For those that are uh, not from completely familiar with the style, it's uh, extra special bitter. Just am
2: starting to see more of them now. I think yeah. again the hop craze is starting to die down, maybe a, a little, little bit. bit yeah. Hope, thankfully.
4: That's funny that you say that. Uh, and I, I hate to interrupt no, you, but no. it's 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 super cool actually. It's almost finally four <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've we've had a couple people that have come from out of town. I mean, I know Kaylee's talked to a bunch of people that come from the left coast and uh, maybe some from the northeast that are getting way hoppier stuff than they uh-huh. do down here in the south. And you wouldn't believe how refreshed they are, to like, mm-hmm. man, you've got an ESB. That, that's what I'm going for first. Yeah. Like, like, they're yeah. they're so so disinterested in IPAs that we're so proud of. Uh, <laughs> not that they <laughs> are that, that, that they don't like them, but it's like they're just so refreshed to have something that's balanced oh, or, yeah. and traditional as opposed to some mega hot bomb from, yeah. you know, the the West Coast. They've burned us out up there on IPAs.
0: I think is the big deal. Uh, even when we started the show two years ago, every brewery we went to was like, oh, you got to try our six IPA double hop, triple hop, you know? Yep. And then eventually we're like, holy uh, shit. Can I just have a beer that doesn't taste like hops? Can yeah. I have a stout or an, yeah. or an ESB or something that's not But even the hopped.
2: ESB, I don't know if, I mean, if you guys know this, but it oh, seems yeah. like even the people that are making the ESBs are oh, hopping yeah. them they're, up. They're, 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 up. they're, they're yeah. not a real ESB to me. There's yeah. a bunch of yeah. hops in right. a secondary. It's, and, like, I appreciate a real ESB when you get one.
1: And for me, I can't do, hop's never my thing too. And too much of it. I'm, I'm, can you serve this with a side of Benadryl, please? Because <laughs> my allergies actually start to go Hops crazy. Hops are,
5: are just a big to-do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's it's also executing it correctly. It, and you, exactly. And you can get a IPA that's wonderful, and you get all these flavors. I'm really proud of these guys. They're their most recent batch of the Island Wheat. I'm
4: um, using uh, Calypso and Mosaic. That's what I started with. Is that what you started with? Yeah.
5: And you get, you get the wheatiness of the beer, but you also get wheat. We're really proud of like the tropical flavors you can pull yeah. out of it, and the, the hops this time around were just amazing. But awesome. you'll get some places that oh yeah we put all these hops in there, and these are the flavors you're supposed to taste, and all no. I taste oh, it's taste. all hops it's, in the first uh-huh. the and it you chewy, and so
2: you yeah. <laughs> nail it what the, the flavor. And there's uh, there's some awesome hops out there, and there's a great mm-hmm. American hops, yeah. but they 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 throw too much of that shit in. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. If all and I you can't smell, taste anything anymore. It's just yeah, uh, if, uh, the, if the original power.
1: nose is all hops, and the and the first taste is all hop, my taste buds are burnt yeah Yeah. at that point you're getting nothing yeah you're getting nothing of the other craft they tried to put into it which i understand they tried but yeah it's yeah you have to have a really discerning palate and for for for, the ipa the hoppy beers and all that and that's
4: that's the unfun part about it you know i mean if someone gives you a description on a beer then unfortunately you're going to be looking for it and (laughs) and then Yeah, yeah and then if you're just struggling to look for it then then it's beyond craft beer to me because mm-hmm. then you're not enjoying it yeah. you're sitting here trying to analyze this thing and you might as well have gone to a wine and cheese pairing because uh, <laughs> you know it's yeah. oh yeah craft yeah. beer is is the american is is the next like american thing that states like kind of sets our culture yeah mm-hmm. and uh it, and it's 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 every man's affordable luxury you yeah. know an 899 six-pack is while is maybe a little more expensive than your six-pack but bud. It's something that any man can get behind as opposed to that $45, $60 bottle of, you know, mm-hmm. Cab Sav. Yeah. Know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, know it's, well, it's no like... And I don't even have to throw to put my money pinky at the big guy the anymore. Yeah, no. so, I mean, if you, you throw all these great hops in there and you tell people to taste it, and it should be like this, and then they're just struggling to find that, you know, I'll, I'll use the air quotes again and some, <laughs> some wine terms, <laughs> like, you know, the tobacco notes or whatever oh, yeah. else. It's like... Uh, all rice. A nice good. leathery finish. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm. Str- you know, this tastes like wine. I mean, it's pretty good, but uh, <laughs> Boone's Farm like tastes pretty forwards. good too. Yeah, Farm <laughs> Farm's great when you need it.
5: Like no lie, it's, it's like everybody wine uh, guilty pleasure.
0: Yeah, crack alcohol. Yep. Yeah.
5: Totally that. <laughs>
0: Break well, out the checkers. Like purple passion. The two-liter bottle. Of purple passion. What the hell? Back yeah. to the ESP. Remember those? That is very well go. balanced. It's Thank a, you. It's a Thank fantastic. Starts absolutely. out sweet
3: yeah. and then goes straight to a little bit of hop. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's very, very well-balanced. It's you a guys very a approachable holiday. beer. And it's, yeah.
5: for me, in the tap room, you get a lot of people come in, and sometimes we don't we don't have this lager all the time. Like, What's your most approachable beer? Especially women. Oh, women yeah. are still learning how to approach beer a little bit. Not all of them. There are oh, some who yeah, walk in and are like, I want an IPA, and I want it as hoppy as you can make it. And you kind of look at them. Like, I, I love them. I'm a <laughs> hot pet too. Where's your leather jacket? Exactly. Because <laughs> <'cause laughs> come <laughs> join the gang, because yeah. you are yeah. a badass. <laughs> like, if you can do it, you can do it. Because women will, t- oh, yeah. it's a natural thing. We will taste bitterness way more. Than, oh, than men do yeah. so when when like i'm all excited but the esb is this nice they see the word bitter and they go well i don't want an ipa it's like it's not bitter like trust me it's mm-hmm. it's the way it's, it's an english style pale ale it's the way it's been termed just work with me here and you'll see so many people light up it's just the, the scottish ale gets gets the same reaction too but that esb has just been the best actual true stepping stone that um we came out of the gate with and being like hey we're you know we're starting into this game we're providing you a craft beer but we're not going to overwhelm you at first it yeah. was it's perfect so are you
2: seeing a lot you must be seeing a lot more women drinking beer with the scenes starting to pop up i know in india that's a mm-hmm. lot more women drinking beer now they used mm-hmm. to either drink either coors light or they're drinking wine now you're seeing a lot more women and i think it's because there's so many different flavors it's not just a, a you know a a Coors light or a bud light there's There's actually some actual real notes to them now so I think that's the big uh, pull to get women into the crab brew well
5: there's the flavors and then there's the idea of a lot of times you take women on tours and then once they start to see the process and kind of realize it's a really ultimately on my side of the world it's a really complex soup you got to put everything in there correctly, mm-hmm. yeah. but no, they're they're starting to figure it out, and they they're getting introduced to it. No, it's no longer when you go into a bar and somebody looks at you like, well, women automatically have to drink wine or some foo drink, like they're they're being. It's more approachable for women to do that. But there's also there's a good amount of um, female brewers popping up. Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got friends. Um, th- we there's got a, cigar whole, there's yeah. a whole there's a whole it's like a mini I guess brewing sorority called Pink Boots. It's it's, it's awesome. Oh, and it's, it's I didn't know these. about that one. And then who's is it Jackalope? Jackalope. Jackalope has um, their head breweries mm. are women, and it's it's really cool. They You're welcome,
4: Bailey, when well, it's a little, little shameless plug. We've got several of them in Indy. Scarlet Lane. Scarlet Lane's all
0: female-owned and yep. operated, yep. Mm-hmm. And they're putting and out some they're putting out some damn good breweries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really are. Got I think my there's my only favorites. been one by them that I haven't cared for, and the rest have been pretty good. I've got so. one of my favorites in town, Eric.
2: Oh, Blood Vane. I
3: love Blood Vane?
2: Yeah. But, yeah, you are starting to see, and you're starting to see more Ben Convergence suit the guys were like uh, just give me a bud and I'm good and now they're you know we've had guys on the show that's how they sit outside with a drink I'm not drinking that craft crap crap yeah, and I'm yeah. like well just try this we're like did you see oh. that damn that's pretty yeah. damn. good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we do have D here behind us. Uh, oh, yeah. know, so we're, we're trying to get him in the craft world and he was drinking a freaking punch bowl on Beale Street last night.
6: Well, part of the
5: experience, like you got to have one just to try.
0: There's seven guys with beers and then punch bowl boy back there. <laughs> Did you guys see that? To, to be fair, I, ha- I had a Crown and Coke for one of those. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: What's the best way to make it through a long work week? Take a midweek break and join the fun every Wednesday night at Alley's Alehouse and Fishers for Nico's Open Stage. Want to share your talent in front of a live audience? Whether it's breaking in some new material or jamming out to some favorites, Nico's Open Stage is the place to go for it. There's never a cover charge and walk-ins are always welcome. Each week brings a featured artist and drink specials from Jack Daniels. Check out Nico's open stage on Facebook for more details. And come join the fun every Wednesday night at Allie's Alehouse, home of the boys of Blind Pig Confessions.
3: Did you guys see yeah, that oh thing that God. they were they were doing not too long ago? Uh, I haven't seen any in Indy or anywhere else I've ever been, but I've seen a. b they're saying a bunch of people are doing it, where they're inlining in in line to the keg, was a uh, basically a tube, but they stuffed it with. You could stuff it with fruit or whatever. A to Randall, mm. Randall yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, we use those a lot around here. No way, yes. really.
2: Crooked I, U is uh,
3: big on the randles. They like every Wednesday they have a new Randall. I think really. Comes out and, yeah, yeah. I have not seen one yet. It's uh, a re-
5: it's a really cool process. Ours it's, is. It
3: seems really neat, but it seems oh. like it makes it a little bit more approachable. To I think too. Hopcat
2: does. They do them too, I believe. I so it's as you're so. serving it, correct. correct? Oh, okay.
4: So it's like a, uh,
5: it's a tea infuser, oh. kind of. It's yeah, like a like beer. beer. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. They started okay. out in
4: the wine industry as like a, uh, like a secondary inline filter yeah. to where they could catch like pits and stuff like mm-hmm. that when yeah. they were transferring wine. And then guys have adapted them to almost be an infusion as a, as opposed to a filter. Same yeah. idea. Yeah. You know, you're running a thing through a thing, and then it gets get caught by screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. So um, yep. yeah, they're they're super handy and fun. We. I would say, if I'm talking to the general public, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we prefer to know if you're going to run our beer through a Randall. There's the there's the flip side of this coin as far as Randalls, because sometimes yeah. beer bars around town are like, oh, this whole Randall thing is super cool. I'll just put whatever the hell I want in it and, and for, then serve uh, XYZ's beers through it. It's like, no. We have a product we're trying to maintain and a level. Um, If
1: you're going to do that, let us know and let us taste it first. So,
4: yeah, they're they're cool to an extent. Uh It's just kind of like, hey, guys. yeah. Unfortunately, we have the liberty to do whatever the hell we want in it. I mean, I'll be honest, but <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, we have some people here in house that can explain why we did it yeah. and mm-hmm. why it complements the beer, mm-hmm. um, right. and explain to people that this is not the way the beer always tastes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are major yeah. components. Yeah. our
1: beer was not designed to be have ki- have it filtered through a kiwi filter or something. Right. You know, all of
2: a sudden, yeah, yeah. I think it's hard enough for for breweries to have you know when their, when their stuffs at another place. You're already having to worry about the lines and how they're cleanliness and to make sure that that product there is coming out like it should be. Mm -hmm. Because we've had things in places that didn't keep their lines clean and it doesn't Mm -hmm. taste right, but that gives a bad name to that. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm never going to try that again. The beer's bad, yeah. But it wasn't. They had a bad line. They had dirty lines. We got a popcorn pilsner.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's hard enough to worry (laughs) about that kind of stuff. It is. is, This is a
0: sour apple beer. No, it's not. It's a rotted beer.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It rotted on its way there, yeah, to the tap, right? Yeah, Yeah. I hear you. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, we we do see that sometimes. The Mm -hmm. breweries will do that. They'll have a bad batch, and instead of instead of dumping it or or doing something to it or correctly souring it, then Mm -hmm. they just serve it and they all give it some odd name. And the Mm -hmm. general public doesn't know the difference most of the time. We go Mm in and we go, wait a minute. Yeah. that green apple taste i know what that and, is and there's always but some
4: I've had a couple pleasant mistakes work. you know but yeah, but sometimes. sometimes
2: it's just to get rid of it and yeah, it's not yeah. very pleasant
0: but people will drink it I guess. they sucker people into it
4: well yeah. and that's kind of where we're somewhat fortunate with yeah we're not making a ton of beer to make it super profitable on the like on the like volume wise but when things do screw up we're able to kind of pick the pieces up and it's not so much beer that yeah, it's not a great day that you have to dump some beer, yeah, and we don't cool. do it very often. Uh-huh. Right. But when it is screwed up, I mean, that is your name on the line, mm-hmm. and we can we can still we can still recover from that. But I mean, yeah. some places just can't afford that, and it, yeah. and it doesn't make it any better of a decision. No, but I, I do get it. I mean, uh, yeah. That, that beer's taking up tank time, and it's taking mm-hmm. up man hours oh, and yeah, obviously absolutely. tons of ingredients. So mm-hmm. I'm not sticking up for them. I mean, it's a bad situation, but... You can understand it. I it can understand mean, it for sure. Like, is it worth is the cost yeah. of the beer, or is it worth losing a bunch of customers because of it? And that's the it's thing. It's really it hard is. to no. It's really hard to weigh out the, I guess, the end result when cash flow is king in the brewery industry. Well, yeah And if and you're starting up and... This low, I mean, it seems yeah, like it would have to be. It's It's cash flow is king. I mean, it's just... You know, I don't know how all the breweries work, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of days you want to make sure that this, there's enough money coming in and out just to pay bills, you know. Mm-hmm. So.
0: We, have a, we have a brewer friend up in Indiana, and he had a bad batch, and he turned it into what he called the Queen of Tarts. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a – or whatever it was called, something no, like that. Queen yeah. of Tarts, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, w- it turned out to be a phenomenal beer. I mean, it was yeah, delicious. Yeah, it was really good. And it was a mistake, but he <laughs> took it back in, and he did some other stuff. Mm-hmm. He purposely soured it a little bit. Yeah. He turned it into something phenomenal, even though it was a mistake, but he took the time to do that. He didn't just say, no, eh, it's off. I'm going to serve it. He yeah. took it back, he reworked it, and he made it into something drinkable, which is, w- was well, phenomenal. Just, the
2: Languanitas, their brown sugar, then the sucks was a bad batch. that uh, ended yep. up overselling the, you know, the original beer because it was so good. <laughs> so what I is mean, your habits, capacity uh,
1: here at High Cotton? What are you, you know, you're talking about, we're talking about what, how much you have to waste if something goes bad and throw it away. What are you guys brewing?
4: Uh, we brew seven barrels at a time. Okay. And uh, annual production last year was a little over 1,700 barrels. Uh, and we've got now... We added some 30-barrel tanks last year in the spring, but um, now we have the fermentation capacity for a little over 160 barrels at a time. So. Nice. nice. Very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. So are we ready to move on to our second beer here? Yeah, well you guys, yeah, you guys are following oh yeah, I've, I've already had you.
5: <laughs> he's, he's tried them all
2: already. Yeah, he's,
5: yeah. He's, I couldn't wait. <laughs> so let's see, our, let's our tell sc- us a little bit about it. Yeah, this
4: is our Scottish ale, uh, very traditional style. Um, I really got obsessed with the, this particular style when I was homebrewing, uh, well was homebrewing when I was homebrewing and didn't <laughs> have a brewery. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a pretty, I hate to say unique style, but it's a delicate style because it's got to still finish clean, but it's got a big mouthfeel. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of toffee, a lot of caramel, um, some s- slightness, some slight roastiness to it. Um, but inevitably it should still finish clean. And, um, it's all from cold fermentation. We we ferment this thing around sixty degrees, which is yeah. stylistically appropriate yeah. and traditionally accurate. Um, Bar- but we barrel or no 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 barrel no barrel nope, no, no barrel age no no tasting, barrel. I was tasting a little.
0: Uh, yeah, it has almost an oaky taste to it. I ta- yeah, yeah I, I I know what you're saying there. It does it's good. It, yeah, oh, yeah no, it's very very good. It. The grain not big on there. Well.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a malt-driven beer. Um, still, not nothing, nothing high alcohol. I mean, it, it doesn't ever finish any more than five and a half percent. Easy drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell this beer in the ESB year-round, and that Scottish, most often tries to creep up and outsell that ESB. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Scottish Concept is battle. not one of my favorite, not
0: one of my favorite styles of beer but this one is very, very clean. Mm-hmm. I have found other Scotches, I like Scottish 80 beer and stuff, mm-hmm. but this one's clean. I mean, it just has that really crisp, clean taste
4: and feel to it. Very good. That's what they're all about. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't around 300 years ago in Scotland, but uh <laughs> <laughs> time well travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Historically, <laughs> uh, from what I've, what I've read, this is the way I perceive the style. And I have had some other ones that have been, in my opinion, more bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some That's people usually. get when people are familiar with the style, it's just kind of a no frills. They're mm-hmm. just kind of disappointed with it. But um, I think ours has got a big, big flavor profile mm-hmm. on it. Absolutely it. does. It changes completely yeah. throughout the mouth. So,
0: well, a big one, a big national type one would be um, Old Chub. Old Chub, <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> not good. Can we go? A show I just don't, I just don't like it. Chub. <laughs> we haven't talked about old chubb in a long time actually uh, it's feels been like we no, numerous shows that's, that's what we call you it's okay but uh <laughs> no seriously it's uh like i don't it. i don't like it at all but this is phenomenal that one, old uh, no
2: yeah, well and it's well we we hate writing on any brewer, but old oh, the the dale stuff i just haven't had any that i care for they all have a weird aftertaste yeah, they do too. yeah there's something about that that beer that I just well, it's made in that same bathtub. Yeah, that I, did in college. yeah I get like a slimy <laughs> finish wow. off of them. I just haven't had any that I've, that I've cared for, but yeah, some I people know. absolutely love, yeah. love Dale. So I mean, and sometimes you have to Yellow compare a
0: bad beer to a good beer for people to understand what you're talking about. So yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to dis well, on Dale's brewery. I'm you just know, saying like I'm personally so not a fan of Old Chubb, and I like this one. There's people that we <laughs> know now have that love butter beer.
2: I mean, they're out there. They're just just. This is a pop-
3: popcorn pilsner. There's <laughs> weirdos that like those <laughs> yep. sour beers, you know? Shut up. <laughs> is there any cocoa in this? No, absolutely a chocolate none. out of it. It's, it's the roasted fantastic. notes. You yeah? yeah. You it's just roast. the
5: roasted notes. A lot of people ask, well, how much coffee do you put in there? And there's absolutely none. Yeah. Well,
1: I didn't get any coffee. I
3: know oh, no. That. I, don't I, I, know. Can coffee. I can see coffee. where you get know know there's n- Yeah. So yeah.
4: that's the big discussion point. When I'm doing tours and people talk about, like Kaylee was mentioning, it's like, oh, taste it tastes coffee. It's like, well... Let me ask you a question. Let me say this word and then what comes to mind. And then all of a sudden I say roasted. And most people Mm -hmm. who aren't trying to be a effing (laughs) smartass and are actually being honest, they say coffee, Mm -hmm. right? So inevitably people have trained their mind to assume when you say something is roasty, then all of a sudden they associate coffee. Coffee. Oh, coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a mind F, if you will. I need mm-hmm. to keep censoring myself, but I think that F word is probably not good to lose no yeah. on your podcast. It's all good. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> uh, honest, yeah, I mean, you don't
2: mind your listeners because yeah. our listeners yeah. don't yeah. care. Our yeah. So it's, it's kind of a
4: it's kind of a mind fuck. I mean, yeah. There he goes. Yeah. Yay. First one.
3: And there's there's a strong caramel nose to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
5: Nope. It. It's just, its a great beer. Again, it's a mm, really man. approachable one. Drinks well all it's year complex. round, whether it's hot or cold. Yeah. Pairs well with barbecue. It's—it's um, mm, mm. it's just a great beer. It's a great breakfast beer when we're canning too.
1: Is this one of the oh, ones yeah. you recommend that I mean that you you get a little more room temperature or should this
4: kind of mm. be more cold? We um, I think that I used to drink it a lot at home. Uh, you know, <laughs> around <laughs> the, around the fifty degrees for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, you get a lot more flavor from it when it gets a little bit warmer, but yeah. I think it's still great at 35 or 36, yeah. 38. I think it still comes through pretty strong. Mm. There's it's a lot a of those solid, beers that, beer. depending
1: on how you get, you know, the nose changes a little bit more if you just get it warmed up just a tad. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like wine, certain wines and to all that. To me, a thing, less happier
2: beer does better when you get, you know, yeah. you can start to. Yeah, the hopier is you know, the kind of the more cold you want. It to some eat. of the oh stout, yeah.
1: some of the stouts, and yeah, the hop, yeah, for the for the IPAs mm-hmm. and those all, yeah, I want those ice freaking cold, absolutely. But the stouts and things right. with a little more body and the roasting and all that, you get more of that once it warms up a mm-hmm. little bit.
0: For Did sure. You say this is about a five and a half percent, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you know, for us craft beer drinkers, that's pretty low on the scale. But people switching from like motor Light or Bud Light, that's four point two. I don't, up. don't it'll catch
5: up. It'll catch up. It'll catch up to you and. I have to say that being at five and a half percent, it's perfect. It yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. go wrong. When I got here, I'm from Wyoming originally. There's no cap there. And we were drinking nine, 10% beers at the end yeah. of the shift. You got a little tipsy, like coming here, it was that great. That drive home kind of sucks. Yeah. Thank God you could walk everywhere <laughs> where I'm from. It's a tiny town, but, uh, the great thing that I've always loved about even Memphis is it's not about the alcohol content; it's playing to the flavor. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're they're not brewing beer to see how much alcohol you can get out of it or how many hops go into it. It's about right. the flavor profile, yeah. and that's Scottish shale. It's and that's and that's, that's
0: what yeah. shows here. That's why we can tell the difference here because you guys are brewing for the flavor. You're like, oh, it ends up at this, it ends up at that, but you're more about what the flavor is.
3: Mm-hmm. And is. that's saying it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it it shouldn't. I, I don't care if it's five or it's fifteen or. But I do, I don't like, I've
2: gone, you go to places, there are a few of them that, again, just like the, let's put as much hops in it, there's that, let's get the highest all content that we Mm can get out of this. And you go to some places and everything they have is eight and a half percent and nine percent. It's like, okay, man. You know, I'm only gonna drink one or two. And I'm out of here because you can't mm-hmm. really sit and enjoy yourself. Right. You can't have a few. You can't marathon it at no, all. No, you can't. No. So no. it's like, oh, yeah, I'll try one this time and I'll come back again. I, I think
1: up. it's a funny kitsch and everybody should maybe try it once. Let's see how much. I, let's see how, how high gravity I can make this, but not as something you're like really but gonna it, sell in the point <laughs> in the <laughs> point
3: to get people to buy more beer. Yeah, Th- that's mm-hmm. what I tell. I mean, that's man,
1: drinkability is everything. <laughs> yeah. we were just everything. discussing that too. Brendan and I were discussing the same thing. If you have got a twelve, a ten, even a ten percent on average. I'm going to have one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you made it about five, six or so,
4: I'll have two or three. Mm -hmm. And you can still charge about the same price. I mean, drinkability is everything. And and we try to tell everybody that. I mean, I'm not trying to sell what I have specifically on that statement. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's it's to our our other customers, our, our retail customers that are buying kegs on a weekly basis for their bars and restaurants. It's like, look, man, this isn't the Kiwi mango, sour (laughs) saison, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not trying to make fun of people that do that, but inevitably restaurants and bars Mm -hmm. are looking for something sensational every day because it's easy for them to market. But how many of those do you sell, Mr. Bartender or Mr. Restaurant Owner? One. Yeah. And and every time you go back they've sold, that keg's still sitting there and it it was probably awesome Mm -hmm. for one beer, but it's like, yeah, you know that dude over there that just bought a steak's going to order three Scottish ales.
0: Yeah. Right. So and they, they
2: had and that small exactly keg on that 18%er at, percenter at uh, uh-huh. Alley's and it sat there while because we we're like, I can't believe it. But it's an 18% beer. It it no one's much. drinking it. Yeah. you well, know. Like and
5: as a bartender, you can't push it that much from, yeah. from, from my side of the world. Yeah. I, I've worked at a brewery where we they did a 13% strawberry blonde. Delicious beer. We wow. had to limit customers to 10 per, two yeah. 10 ounce pours mm-hmm. because we knew they were going to drive afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So after that, yeah. you can't have anything else. So yep. as a bartender, you can't consciously keep pushing it on people because at the end of the day, it's your license on the line,
2: and you're not yeah. going to, oh, so it's You can even take driving out of it, because for a Trump consumer standpoint, like Justin said, the cowboy said, sorry, cowboy. Ooh. Nedden, Ooh. Nedden, Nedden. Oh. I don't care.
1: I don't give away his name. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, he cares.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a conversation
6: oh, that's <laughs> done. Is. Oh, yeah. When, when we get that van. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Once he finishes the flight, you have a paddle there now with holes in it.
6: <laughs> it, it, it is very eerily similar to that.
2: But from a consumer standpoint, if you go out like on a Saturday afternoon, if you just get together one and to go, hey, let's go hit a couple craft breweries, and we oh, get yeah. one that doesn't have anything again that's under eight percent or nine percent, I'm gonna have one and done. I'm gonna go somewhere else in there. Mm-hmm. If you want to try a few things from there, mm-hmm. you know, we want to have enjoy the whole day too. And even if you're not driving, you still want to be able to have a few beers each
0: place and oh, yeah. enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. I, won't, yeah. I won't say the name, but downtown Indianapolis, there's a brewery. Everything they brew, and you probably know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Every everything they brew is like over eight, nine, ten percent, and I'm like what are you guys doing? You don't even have a beer that somebody who's new to the craft scene can come in here mm-hmm. and even try to enjoy because those, once you get to that high percentage, somebody that's drinking Miller Lite goes to drink one of those beers. They're immediately turned oh, off. They're done. Yeah, they're done. They're like, Ooh, this is nasty. You know, and it's, it could be a great beer, but they're not going to perceive they're that. I know. Yeah. So it, I don't think it does them any justice either because they cannot convert any of the mainstream beer drinkers to craft beer, just having high gravity beer only. It doesn't make any sense to me why people don't, have the lower end of that stuff and then like pat said maybe have one that you're playing with for fun Sure. you got this one oh hey we have this crazy 13 14 percent
4: you know but it's a small small batch you guys just did for fun Mm -hmm. yeah you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah well that goes back to what we were talking about the tennessee state law change into where alcohol content could be or beer could be a higher alcohol content Mm and yeah we had customers coming in all the time man aren't you excited what are you guys going to do and i'm like (laughs)
3: Uh, the same you know, if thing you really want, been doing well yeah you, you really <laughs> want to know my
4: honest to god truth no i'm not excited i mean yeah it gives us an opportunity to do some styles that we haven't been able to do because stylistically those things drive a higher alcohol content right but you know then i ask them like you know okay obviously you're a craft beer consumer i hate to say connoisseur but consumer you ever had bigfoot barley wine you ever drink yeah. an entire six-pack by yourself? <laughs> uh, because Do you remember? Yeah, because yeah, uh, I might have. Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> that headache was a lot like after I drank some Jim Beam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a terrible hangover. Yeah. and I like drinking. Like you guys are talking about, you know, it's not about overindulging. It's about Enjoying everybody's company and consuming a great product mm-hmm. and not being inebriated. I mean, that's just uh, a coincidence, right? I mean, well, 20 years ago, it's <laughs> a happy, happy, it's a happy accident. accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, no. I mean, nobody's out to get tore up drinking craft beer. No. It's just. Uh,
2: and you're, you're seeing it's a better scene in the bars. You don't know, see all the you know the idiots fighting like you do. You're not yeah. going out and sitting just bellying up and drinking 20 you know beers. You're enjoying the craft beer and you're enjoying the different flavors and it's a different scene uh, I know, think you even it, see
1: it as the college kids like yeah they start to get into it they're you know I I, want, I wonder and I I thought you know cuz usually you know when I was in college it was drink beer be drink beer to get drunk and and, yeah. and be stupid but now you see them appreciating some of the beer more maybe not down in a dirty 30 but they're down in a, you know, they're grabbing a sick couple six packs mm-hmm. of a craft beer and sharing it and talking and hanging out rather it's than really
3: knocking down the uh, beer
6: pong. sales though, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, beer, beer yeah.
5: pong is suffering a little bit, yeah. but yeah. I, I, think it's a it's okay, okay thing yeah. to sacrifice. Right. But no, you're right. I think the yeah. college crowd has changed a little bit, and mm-hmm. I we. Um, we are really, we're in what's called the medical district mm-hmm. or the EDGE district, and we have a lot of UT medical students who come over, we do a discount pint night for them on Thursdays. Oh, nice. They come over and have a pint, and a lot of them would prefer to come here, even on a Wednesday or a Friday where they don't get their discounts because they're, they're getting to the point where they prefer this mm-hmm. kind of beer versus, you know, going and pounding a, a whole lot of Bud Light, the em- empty taste of nothing. They're, yeah. they're really enjoying
0: it. They're talking yeah. about a headache. Yeah. yeah. And with the high gravity thing, I mean, again, there's certain certain beers that you expect that, like, if I'm going to drink a Russian Imperial Stout mm-hmm. that's been yeah. aged for a long time, I'm expecting it's probably going to be 11%, 13%, right. somewhere in that range. Right. But I know what it is, and I, I'm going to have a little glass, because it's going to be super sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want anyway. It's a, oh. I want to sip it. I want to enjoy it. It's not I'm yeah, not, I'm, I'm again, craft beers, know. I don't think craft beer is being drank to get drunk anymore. No. I think it's a it's a nice side effect occasionally because like I, I've been sitting far the bar too long, but <laughs> happens. I so. never go out anymore and, and just drink to get drunk. I just, you know, sample craft beers before I know it. I'm like, woo, maybe I uh, have one or two <laughs> oh, too yeah, many. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, even with, even with you the say l- stout. Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, you did say stout? Oh, that's a good segue. <laughs> <Okay>. oh, <laughs> I actually i went i went to the rye first actually because that jumped. rye smelled amazing and so i, oh, I it's went fantastic. to the rye
3: first I, it's, uh, really cool. it's, oh, it's really it's really solid let's go all right so uh, the rye well we taste okay. this oh
1: i guess i, I think going on his and we've got to, oh we're going to your the segue right? what
3: your segue wasn't is as that?
1: good as what uh, segue works but I, I think on their point just because you can do the high gravity now
2: doesn't mean you should word yeah i agree. Yeah. So All what right, was uh, what? What's your history? You know, how did you get into beer
4: making? And then, <laughs> and then how was high cotton born? I mean, what was that process? Um, so, I guess in college, actually, it's I don't really. I guess it started really in high school. I had a baby face. I couldn't grow facial hair until uh, <laughs> like I really got out of college. So you need to do something to get the ladies.
3: <laughs> well, I needed I needed to
4: be able to uh, to illegally buy beer in high school. <laughs> And yeah. I, I really wasn't like even when I got a fake ID, it was like I they, uh, they kind of look at you and you're like, I didn't have any. Outla- are I we allowing
5: have... your dad to listen to this yeah. now or later? I, I,
1: <laughs> he, he he found the remnants oftentimes. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he did. I've been gray since I was just like 16. So
4: so you were the you were the stud. You, I mean, were you were the were, go-to guy. Um, so well, anyway, that and his brother saw so <laughs> that a lot. St- I started reading about how to make beer in high school, just trying to could I make this stuff and drink it as opposed to, uh, you know, having to worry about buying it. I mean, it was stressful. You know, I mean, Friday night and there's a big party. It's like, (laughs) man, I got to get some beer. (laughs) Uh, Inevitably, I learned the difference between lager and ale at that point when I did just a little bit of research. And then I was like, well, what do I like to drink? And it's like, what is Bud Light? And it's like, (laughs) and then you find out that making lagers really ain't that easy. No. Especially when you're trying to make it in your closet or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so then that, that kind of, that kind of information always sat in the back of my head. Just, just out of curiosity, how to make it and, and what it takes. Well, then moving on into college, uh, the fraternity days were ridiculous with American Light Lager. And then you, you're right, though. Uh, even when I was in college, which wasn't too long ago, um, you know, on a Thursday night, we'd buy a six pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and before we started consuming the Dirty Thirty, as you call it. Um <laughs> it was it was great. I mean it was fun. It was it was interesting to start trying to experience craft beer and Memphis was way behind the curve. So yes. I mean if it wasn't Sam Adams or Sierra Nevada, I mean there really wasn't much right. of a selection here at that point. So that really struck my interest and then uh, once I got out of school I kind of had I had some free time. It was unbelievable. It's like wow, I don't really have school to worry about i'm at home had I had an all right job and how do i do every afternoon aside from getting drunk you know and that's what i was doing just drinking a bunch of beer <laughs> uh, so then i was oh, like well, yeah and, <laughs> and actually um dogfish head 60 minute was one of those things <laughs> we were talking about earlier was like the breaking point for me i was like man this
1: we always ask everybody about their aha beers
4: this this is like yeah the light yeah. went off and i'm like good god and uh um, this swill I've been
1: drinking, man. This last
4: is like, this why? is <laughs> why did I do this? Unbelievable stuff. So then I got really, really motivated. Did some research about Dogfish Head, read about Sam Jones. Very cool company. Yeah. It's super cool. I've actually met him in person. Oh really? He's an unbelievable dude. Um anyhow, after that I did a lot of research and just got obsessed with home brewing. Just freakish. Brewing once or twice every weekend.
1: So all strictly home brew taught.
4: All all yeah. So I was an engineer by trade before. Oh, right. So it was I guess applied science wasn't mm-hmm. something foreign to me, but it was no way or shape or form creative <laughs> at all. No, And I, and I still don't consider no. myself a creative uh, person. I mean, honest to God, I go, uh, when we have a new beer on tap, uh, I go to Kaylee and I'm like, so we got this really good beer and it's this kind of beer, but uh, what the hell should we call it? There, there's a lot of round tables. <laughs> and I think it takes... names uh, are it, a pain for people. It beer. usually takes
3: half a keg, but you guys get through it. That's what's hard too especially sure with crap well are you are you guys because I, I
1: saw I, I don't i haven't seen i don't know if you've got any weird names for it i mean you, you they're pretty sta- are you just keeping kind yeah. of the standard style type names because otherwise you know everybody else mm-hmm. is like you know you know drowning monkey you know stout or something how like long you know do we
5: make the label and how obnoxious and, hey i think i yeah.
1: just made up a new beer name i don't mm-hmm. write that it's down trademark
5: write it down <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hard because if you put get one out and it starts to get big and next thing you know oh shit some brewer out and you know, Wyoming's been have had the same name for ten years, and they yeah. call you. Know, hey, uh, you better rename hey, that beer, hair. boys. Cease and I, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult. You, yeah,
5: you run into it. So, um, it's d- like a burlesque.
1: Well, we right? had a friend who got cu- who who somebody sent him a de- cease and desist letter because he was using the word pumpkin in his beer name.
4: <laughs> like what you call <laughs> your three year old son? Like hey. yeah,
1: hey, yeah. It's like Clean and they like
3: trademark the word pumpkin. Uh, I mean, we kind of talk about this quite a bit, and. Up in Indy, and I don't know how the scene is around here, but in Indy we have a very, very good scene where the brewers all work together. I mean, there's no one fighting for that huge slice of pie in Indy. It seems like everyone's willing to work together, and
4: there's a mm-hmm. there's a um, there's a, a big sense of camaraderie. I think in just about any local craft beer scene, yeah. or, or even when you get brewers from other places, I think that there's just a weird sense of camaraderie. I'm not used to it either. It's it's unbelievable, but Um, inevitably I I like to, I explain it to people in this way that there's really only one person that we're all competing against and that's Bud. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, when they own the market (laughs) share that they own as far as beer being consumed, that. Indirectly is everybody's. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's who you're fighting for now. Do other crap breweries take other crap breweries tab handles and stuff in the bar? Yeah, sure yeah, that happens. That happen but very but hard. you know what? That's that's because <laughs> some bars are still too scared to take off Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that, and it's great to talk about. I mean, I love it. I mean, uh, the, the we've got four breweries here in town and a brew pub, uh, but the uh, four breweries here, I, the way I feel about them is we're all on a first name basis and um, the guys that i deal with there i have their cell phone numbers and when i call i don't get the fu button so um, (laughs) i feel like we're all pretty tight and um, i mean we're not all out fishing and and drinking beer every afternoon together but at the same time there is there's a a strong sense of camaraderie where whatever we need you know Golly, I, I don't know what my tab is over at Memphis Made, but <laughs> there's like this just constant. I mean, like we like share supply houses. I mean, you know, we do
5: some days, <laughs> I mean. but it's it's a great experience to be able to share with them. And, and a yeah. lot of people come in. Well, what do you think of, you know, why is it What do you think of Memphis Made? we're happy to have them because you're not going to come to town just to drink one brewery's beer. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to come. You want to try a couple of yeah. things. And we we were happy when Ghost River um, opened up their tap room downtown because it added, it added an extra stop for people to kind of mm-hmm. and really make a beer tour and do yeah. all of that. And you just get to share in it. And you know, there's no hard feelings. Some people gonna have a better beer in than some days. Well, and it makes
3: you guys better too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it makes yeah. the other breweries better by someone else because they're all, there's always going to be someone doing something better than you are. Sure. Mm-hmm. So,
2: or just an idea, even yeah. thought of. It. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's really good. Actually, you know, we yeah. should make yeah. something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know
1: if we yeah, asked this before, and maybe I missed it. Uh, when did you guys? Op- when did? When did you start? When was? Your, when were you? Did you just open this? Did you start somewhere smaller before? No, this
4: is this is the original facility. Okay. Uh, we bought this building in June of two thousand twelve, and uh, it's a beautiful building. Thank you. I mean, it's thank old. You. It gets yeah, I like it. it mm-hmm. So I like to call it quirky. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh car- it's kind of, <laughs> yes,
1: car- got character.
4: It's kind of narrow and long, but uh, yeah, that fall and that winter we built out the brewery in, in 2012, and then uh, into 2013 by the spring, we had run some test batches and started selling our you know first kegs uh, out the door. Uh, then in June of 2014 we opened up the tap room. We kind of we had we bought this building with that awesome front end, with the awesome facade and everything. And we, well, we bought it with the intention of opening a tap room. But we said, you know, hey, let's just make sure everybody really likes the beer before we go and uh, invest a whole bunch of money into a tap room. Mm -hmm. So So, how are you getting the beer out
1: then? I mean, just producing?
4: (laughs) We were just just producing enough to keg and sell to draft accounts. So nothing was being retailed out front okay Uh, it was just a man in a van selling kegs uh you know you've seen that sam adams commercial where he's walking down the street (laughs) with a dolly and some you know some bottles i mean that's literally what's going on yeah is there's a a dude that hops out of a van with a dolly and we go drop off a keg um
5: (laughs) he doesn't give himself enough credit these guys were so they were trying to work their day jobs yeah and then come in and brew at night and do all of this and they it's they worked their butts off to get, to get as far that, as they yeah, That
1: that's a common story because everybody's trying, and, and you really got to get something rolling I mean, before yeah. you can really take that leap and dry, You know, try to drop the day job, and this becomes all of it. It's got to be. A, that's a hard, hard time and decision to get to.
4: It's a. It, it can be for sure. It, it was for us, and it was. You know, most of us probably were about to get divorces, and uh, <laughs> how many of you are there? <laughs> there is, uh, I've got three partners, me, and okay. t- uh, two other guys. So all
1: brewers, or just you, the brewer? Yeah, and the Yeah, that's
4: that's how it all kind of really got started was home brewing, and they're all they're all brewers. Okay, um, so
2: were you guys all friends to say let's? No, no, all come, okay. no. That's, no? Even,
5: that's what's even better about it. They didn't no. know each other up until this. Kind so
2: you started. kind of you, out looking, this is what you're doing, looking for yeah, a partner in the here, business? And
4: kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the guys that I'd, I'd brewed with some, I mean, we, we hadn't been like lifelong buddies or anything, but we'd been brewing together for a little while. Uh, and then the other guy, um, we just kind of met by chance uh, at, at some homebrew competitions and festivals mm-hmm. and such. You know, a guy came up to me and had had that Scottish ale. That was one of the recipes I'd really got obsessed with when mm-hmm. I was homebrewing. And a um, guy came up to me and he's like, man, this is commercially viable. And I'll definitely put my hats off to these guys. This was kind of the other turning point for me. Yeah. Next to Dogfish Head 60 Minute was uh, the um, one of the the brewers and sales guys at uh, Yazoo Brewing, which is a big oh, yeah. regional yeah, brewery yeah. out of Nashville. Yeah, we were there last year. <laughs> yeah, they uh they they were trying some of my homebrew and they're like, "Man, this is commercially viable, right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Man, this is the best compliment I've ever got because anybody else that's drinking homebrew and anybody that's ever homebrewed before." when do you ever get a negative comment when you're giving somebody free beer <laughs> and if somebody gives you a negative comment about free beer they can kiss your ass <laughs> no, uh, kidding. Uh, by the way your beer is off <laughs> <laughs> let me have another one that
3: compliment was way better than rebecca telling me i was pretty in sixth grade <laughs>
4: <laughs> so yeah commercially viable that was that was huge and so um when I, when i got that that little piece of information maybe it gave me a little bit of a head on the uh, on mm-hmm. shoulders. second <laughs> right. of all we kind of really started thinking about it it's like man can we really do this and um actually ran into my other partner ross and um he had bought a seven barrel brewery uh out of a kind of an out of old brew pub in mm-hmm. uh, knoxville tennessee about 10 years <laughs> before we would met but he's an airline pilot home brewer but airline pilot during the day and um just didn't really have the time to do it yeah it's hard and, to put
1: that stuff in the cockpit so he, yeah.
4: yeah, he had it. He had it stored in a barn out uh, north of here, at his dad's place. And um, when we got together, he's like, "Yeah, I think we can make a go of this." So <laughs> he'd had this stuff in storage forever. It's like everything just started falling together. It started falling together. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really, to think about it now. So yeah. we kind of got it's started awesome. home brewing. Uh, bumped into some people, right yeah. place, right time, had the right stuff, and uh, we we made it happen. Awesome. Very nice. What's the high cotton vision? Vision. Sell uh, beer. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I think that uh, right now... We're looking to grow a little bit more along the lines of more individual packaging. So yeah. right now we're canning our ESB and our Scottish. Uh, we'd like to add maybe a third and a fourth line up to nice. that.
1: Are you building a can or Are you here or you got the mobile canning guys We've got down. the mobile yeah. canning yeah. guys yeah.
4: helping us. Uh, that's 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 been huge. Uh, they're out of Nashville. Yeah, those canning. guys found a good niche, too. <laughs> I yeah, like no always kidding. had to come
1: up with something like that. That's huge. Like, holy, yeah, that's an Let's awesome on yeah, wheels. mobile yeah, canning yeah. facility. Gee whiz. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah, oftentimes uh dream about that I'm like God, I, got I got the, the wrong issue. damn business <laughs> 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 I like, got on the wrong ground floor <laughs> even if the beer sucks I get paid jeez <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no worries <laughs> in your life yeah you the thing around, you
1: only thing you got to do is make sure your equipment's clean we, we, we've, <laughs> we've run into a few we've run into we've heard a couple stories where the, the the it was dirty and they you know they canned a bunch of stuff and they end up having to throw it around because the yeah. the canning equipment was dirty but Ooh. you know it happens beer sensitive you know sure it is you, you gotta yes. keep this stuff clean
4: unless you're really going for a sour or something. <laughs> unintentionally yes yeah. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> mean to. but uh, but yeah I think right now we're happy where we're at and I think that we've kind of got some other plans that aren't exactly brewery related but industry related so maybe diversifying our brand and our and our and our company in other ways um, cool. so I don't want to be too vague but I oh, mean you're fine that's mm-hmm. kind of no, what that's, that's it's I think right now local is a really big thing but I think it's gonna stay kind of a thing, just because of I hope function. The guy does, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. not not really out of out of any sort of mainstream uh, deal, but just but out of function. And I think that growing to be a regional and a national brewery, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road to hoe these days because we, there's so many little guys popping up that um, we see it all the time. I mean, a, another brewery comes in from out of wherever, and they stick around the market for a little while, but just because they're just another brand on the wall now. And then maybe mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, for instance, they're the greatest thing since sliced yeah, bread. But well. when they come to Memphis, they're just another beer on the shelf. Right. Whereas Memphians yeah. are like, oh, well, man, that's that's Wasik, Or, oh, man, that's it's Ghost River or High Cotton. Right. I'm buying that because I know that dude, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a local beer. And you're, so your law can though, can't, you can't export outside of your county, right? Just because mm-hmm. I self-distribute. Okay. If Now, if I weren't, if I were using the, the, the second part of the three-tiered system, oh, right. okay, if I was right. using a distributor, right. if I were... I guess selling this as a manufacturer to a wholesaler and mm. then, because that seems to be maybe
1: one of the next steps. Because like Indiana, you can they can drive it down
4: <laughs> outside of their county
1: and self-distribute all over the place without a problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I was. I feel it seems like, uh, in my mind, it, it puts it's a little weird because, like, technically, Indiana could come down here and put a beer in your county, but you can't go up to... Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Indiana no. can't leave Indiana. Indiana. Oh, it can't? Yeah. Okay, no. It just has to stay in it, but they can leave counties. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, counties, okay, 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 I got gotcha. like, so, yeah. All right, I'm still learning a couple of the new Indiana... Indiana's got enough weird laws on its own. Yeah, but sure. But their laws have been conducive, at least for a while, to allow for the explosion. Yes. Sounds like the laws in Tennessee are at least... Maybe ch- you know have been. I think you said they were a little behind. Yeah, and, lot, and so you're you're because it, it's just starting up here, right? I mean, really, the the, the craft beer scene is really kind of
4: new. It's um, Ish? as far as yeah, new-ish Ish. for sure. I mean, it, we're the, intra- the northeast. Yeah. The southeast is just at least 10 years behind a trend on the West Coast. I mean, for, for real. And so when folks like you guys up kind of up north in uh, the Midwest and the northeast, I mean, maybe it's like a five-year curve for y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still, we're, we're still yeah. another five years behind yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of, yeah, we're, we're a little bit behind. We've got some breweries that have been here. I mean, like Abita, for instance. Yeah, um, right. Abita has been around since, shoot, I think the early 90s. Mm -hmm. uh they've they've been around a minute there's uh there's yazoo i mean they've been around since shoot early early 2000s i know that's not so i was thinking more memphis from a memphis Memphis. standpoint
1: it's newer because yeah Yeah. nashville has has a few already we we, you know we we did a nashville trip last Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. and and did a lot of those um but yeah it seems to be a little it's just starting to pick up and Mm -hmm. maybe more breweries and you know more stuff will come out as the laws relax and maybe make it a little easier to get your name out there absolutely okay
4: well and then as the consumer becomes more educated here. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: That makes makes a lot of sense. By this the is, way, your stout. It's fantastic. Dig what it? crap? Second no, no, yeah. it Second already? segue.
3: Did you drink <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. yeah, you guys I couldn't oh. I couldn't quit.
1: Well, I, already, I drank the rye, so now I'm rye. now I'm on the stout.
3: Well, I like to go in the order that they wanted us to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it we just kind of uh, just popped them on there. That was kind of so the way we poured them on the stout. That's fantastic. It I mean, it's super clean. It's it's refreshing for a stout.
1: Well, it's gotten down to a nice uh, room, t- you know, a decent temperature too. I like I like the stouts a little mm-hmm. a war- little little warmer.
2: So it's um, it's, it's a creamier stout. It's yeah. not as bitter. And
4: That's it's milky. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. milky. Yeah, it's definitely milky. Oatmeal coffees. It's it's a uh, yeah. Know. So it's it's kind of a weird thing. You know, there's sweet stouts, there's dry mm-hmm. stouts, there's milk stouts, there's oatmeal stouts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of liked a lot about all of those, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we kind of do uh, kind of a hybrid milk. Uh, Oatmeal stout. It's um, so we use some oatmeal to give that heavy mouth feel, right. and then some of that lactose sugar to give it that sweetness. Creamy, um, but I'm still getting that nice oh, yeah, dryness, bit bitter on the back end, mm-hmm. and it's good.
3: But the thing is, it's not it's not so heavy that you can't just drink one or two. Oh yeah. yeah. I no mean, you you can have four or five of those, and yeah, not, not be beerful You know what I mean?
4: Ask, uh, ask uh, the folks at our Christmas party. <laughs> 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 I want to come to your Christmas party. They don't they don't we, remember. We have a good
5: time. Yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure they don't
1: remember. Do they remember it?
5: <laughs> uh, some of us do, not all of us, but you know, <laughs> just depends on, you know, Who? if you what, have any Sailor what year? <laughs> <What>
2: year?
0: <laughs> so I, I know we're getting pretty close on time, but uh, the one thing I wanted to touch back on real quick was when you said everybody should be against Budweiser, it made me laugh because literally we say we try not to talk bad about breweries. They're the one brewery I'm surprised hasn't come back to try to sue us because uh-huh. we. If we're not <laughs> slamming on them, our guests usually are, and <laughs> it's like the whole craft, you know, the whole well, craft scene together is just united against them because yeah. of the awful, horrible things that they're doing. Their ad campaigns, they their, don't, they don't have the tactics. Time. Their, their no. tactics. You no. know, it's just, it's disgusting the tactics they use to try to put the small guys out of business. And
4: well, the nail in the coffin yeah, for me to. is not that they're no longer American. I mean, that exactly. All the beers one. All the beers
0: are under one place now,
1: pretty much. And yeah. that yeah.
4: now is terrible. But I mean, yeah, you know, shoot. Even when I was younger, once once I heard that the Belgian company bought them, it's like, man, that's just Mm -hmm. like, man, is American, is is apple pie gonna be made, uh, you know, in Belgium now, you know, it's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> the, the king
0: of beers, all you know, the red, white, and blue campaign. I'm like, really? It's you yeah, not. All they, then monopolies. they strapped the America thing on it. Yeah, they had, the they had the cans like, with yeah. America. Yeah, America. Yeah. Really? Well, that's no. because people no. are realizing they're not. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they yeah. had to do something to try to. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. been
5: a lot of, of rebranding on their end to try yeah. and keep people. But, oh, they've had. But to, I yeah. think people saw
1: right through that. I think it was actually worse for
0: them. <laughs> it was brainwashing. Oh, we're still American. No, you're not. We those of us that know, no. I think it was a backfire
1: on them because I really think they'd have they w- should have just embraced whatever the, what they did. No, don't go turn murka you know, on it. And that's it just, you just look like a fool.
5: I just <laughs> want to drag people through the mud with them and they're, yeah. they're going to continue trying. I, yeah. I remember there's a whole big fuss over after Super Bowl. There's a whole bunch, bunch of people mm-hmm. trying to, um, boycott Budweiser yeah, yeah. and they can mm-hmm. one they're not even spelling it correctly and and Budweiser's trying to cover their tracks on it and <laughs> yeah. I, hey I understand they're trying to make money too but at the end of the day like Ryan said not only are you no longer an American company you've sold out you're also trying to drag a whole bunch of other people mm-hmm. down this drain with you mm-hmm. and you're taking away from what we hold dear what we Ooh. work our butts off for yeah. And this is, you know, it's and made And how they here. got
2: started, because they do have a great history yeah. of building yeah. and what yeah. they did here. It's sad. Yeah. You know, so why wreck it for this craft community that's coming up that did what you did? You know,
4: mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. it, embrace it. This is. I mean, America's a, a really young country yeah. as, as the world history goes. And we are just now developing our own culture. Mm-hmm. And craft beer is a huge part of that, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not just trying oh, to say no, that because yeah, we, we make it here. But I think that. This is one of the things that we can actually call our own. It's like I mean, jazz. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like the IPA. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe another country kind of came up with the idea, but there is nothing like an American IPA. Right. right. I mean, you know, these are things that we can hang our hat on at the end of the day as Americans that we can all be proud of. And I'm not trying to get all patriotic, no, but this no, is American should. culture. Yeah, because
2: no. look at what Craft Beer did. You know, when Guinness is making black IPAs and now they're <laughs> making rise. Guinness has been around for – mm. they never had to do anything no. but make Guinness. Yeah. Now they're they're having to do this because of the crap brew and here in America, they're actually
1: yeah they're opening. I was talking on on the trip down. Guinness is opening up a facility in Baltimore, oh, and Lord. the Baltimore mi- brewer microbrewers and all them are, are protesting because uh, you know they're like, well, you're gonna mess up our stuff. What do you, why? <laughs> like But it. then I was also laughing too because I'm hoping it was a typo, and they, they you know, but in the news article it said they're gonna build a fifty million dollar facility in Baltimore or something, and, but and and it's gonna create. So Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Seventy jobs. Just 70? Just 70? Like, that's it? Really? <laughs> For $50 million, you're only going to uh, get 70 people? Yay,
0: robots.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. say, yeah, and 40 of them are Pounds. probably all coming over. Yeah. Yeah. pound sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's,
0: it's, uh, that's silly. You know, I, I <laughs> really? always wonder, like, if the founders of, you know, like, Budweiser, like, if they were still alive today, would they... Wouldn't they be embarrassed about what their own company was doing because I would think so. because I would they started so. out like a lot of these craft breweries did, like we just talked about? You know, they were proud of their brew, they were proud of you know expanding and how people felt about it and all that. I bet they would be turning their graves if they knew how disgusting their ter- their company had and been hey, turned into.
2: They, they were geniuses. I mean, look, yeah, they, they were they yeah. were supplying furniture. You know, hey, you build a bar. Here's all the furniture you need. Just make sure you throw, you know you and get a silver beer in it. I mean, what they did was genius. And then the you know the the car, the no I mean, soul the no soul carts, I mean, no they, soul anywhere. No. no heart. Yeah.
0: It got bastardized along
1: yeah. the way. It got greed. Well, the well, it's it's the ever ever. It's when you go public, and it's you know it's the ever, nev, ever, reaching thing for profit for your shareholders. Absolutely, Absolutely. that's it. Period. Well, the Done. American
3: dream has changed uh, yeah. for the worse. And that yeah. tends to
1: happen with a lot of those and things in the industry, though. You go public, and you got shareholders now. It's no longer about what you're doing; mm-hmm. it's they're bitching about making profit.
5: And they they've left their their roots because Budweiser is born out of the idea. I'm the crazy historian of the group, but you Great. Know, uh, prohibition time beer, beer got its big start because mm-hmm. everybody had to brew stuff on their own. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how we had like ham and yeah. and all of that. Oh, yeah. Budweiser comes out of the gate. It's, it's from people who were trying to make sure they had some sort of alcohol besides <laughs> <Yeah>. bathtub <laughs> yeah. gin, which yep. you ever know how that's made. It can kill you if you do oh, it wrong. Yeah. And like, it's the whole thing of, we did this in a bathtub. We figured it out. It's American done. And it's, it's lost now. It's just lost the idea. And you know, it's, What's yeah. great about craft brewing is all these guys, redoing it. They were doing it in their garage or their closet when they were in high school, <laughs> 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 trying to be the popular one. And like now, you know, it's it's grown up and, and, and that's problem.
1: And that was the kind of the problem in that Budweisers now it, it did. They thought of it as not. It was no threat. You know, they, the original craft brewers, those kinds of things, were never at a threat. Well, but no, now they are. Right. And they have. They can make profit and they can go somewhere. And now they see that as.
2: Okay, I'm just gonna gobble up the little guy. Yeah. Well, ten years ago, they were you know they were still making fun of the crab brew business and mm-hmm. the, the articles and you know they're saying you know oh you know they got nothing to worry about those guys. Yeah. And now you know they're they're going secretly uh-oh. putting out their yeah <laughs> they're like these guys <laughs> got cow. some
1: uh, these guys know how
4: to make some uh, tasty beer. What the hell are we doing? Oops. <laughs> but you know hats off to them. I mean there's some other parts of history to, to Budweiser of that course. some people I think the com the general public definitely doesn't recognize mm. that really loves crap beer is that. Budweiser led the way in R&D as mm-hmm. far as um, the brewing industry, period. Yeah. You know, yeast propagation, mainly like hop development. Mm-hmm. Now, they were selfishly looking for like the <laughs> biggest, <laughs> yeah. most powerful hop so they could mm-hmm. buy less of it to make Budweiser. Oh, okay. But it's secretly, they developed stuff that is now in our everyday, everyday IPAs. Oh, they oh. developed uh, yeah. American hops. They developed mm-hmm. American hops yeah. and, and paid for that kind of R&D yep. to now... Crap, brewers like us it's like oh now we've got Columbus this is awesome (laughs) this is a great hop you got a point there yeah Yeah. I didn't didn't think about that so yeah I mean you know let's beat them up all day long because yeah we want to take more of their market share but at the same time it was really great to have them and the kind of money that they had to spend on R&D right Uh, I mean good God I mean we're just fortunate to have had that in our history so now we've Mm -hmm. got this just grand assortment of hop varieties that can do a lot of great things yeah absolutely I just gotcha. app-
5: I applaud them for telling me I need to go find, you know, more into beer cuz that's where I started was Bud Light. That was my f- really? my, yeah. my yeah. first beer was a Bud Light cuz I was I was drinking whiskey and Everclear in high school. <laughs> we were yeah. drinking beer. We were drinking the hard stuff and Bud yeah. Light started, but then it was like, okay, there's more. There's all these other flavors. And oh, you can do this to a beer. You first, can make yeah. yeah, like so, hey, I, I do got to give hats off to them. They Mm-mm. they got me into beer and look well, where I'm at.
1: Well, mm-hmm. that was my first I got my first time I got drunk my brother got me like a six pack of Bud Light and a forty of M- Molson or something, I think it was. But and and I'm fourteen. <laughs> that night did not, and I wanted to keep up with the big boys. Sure, it did not go well at all. <laughs> uh-uh. And I did not touch beer again until last after week, three college. Weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I because stu- yeah, in high school, you know, once we, I got up into high school and stuff, I was just drinking Southern Comfort. And <laughs> oh,
6: my <so laughs> <well>. oh, God! <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so. That. As we were talking, you know, yeah, Budweiser's done a g- lot of great things. But, you know, I'm sorry. I support my craft beer the industry. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're the big e- they're evil They're the big now. evil.
4: No doubt about it. Wasn't so. trying to take that away from them at all. They are no. No. So anyway. <laughs> But all of them have that great history. Everything's yeah. got
1: that. Any of the big industries, the McDonald's of all that, you know, they've all got an awesome history to them, you know. And then they just get stuck in the corporate. Mm-hmm. it's the corporate mm-hmm. world and all that so
0: so we hate to end this but uh we're running out of time here guys so yeah i out of beer i'm out of beer yeah once I'm again though we forever. we appreciate you guys Start having us forever. out here this place is phenomenal i absolutely yeah, love beautiful. your facility i love your beer um you know we're gonna keep doing what we do and that's support you guys and get the word out there the best we can for you and you know if we have listeners in tennessee we're gonna drive them over here for you because wow this is great stuff. You guys are doing great things here, we appreciate everything you guys are doing.
4: It's the least we can do. I mean, uh, I know we didn't talk too much about it, but at the very least, High Cotton means uh, hospitality and uh, yes. what absolutely. Yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we got a name like High Cotton, then it's really hard for us not to be hospitable, even though <laughs> that's the kind of people that we are. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're flattered to death to have y'all, and uh, appreciate you coming down. Well, thanks for having us once again. Though. Absolutely. You thanks, guys. Cheers.
5: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.